book three chapter four of st francis of assisi a biography by johannes jornson translated by thomas o'connor sloan this librivox recording is in the public domain book three god's singer chapter four chapters and provinces the community of brothers which francis of assisi had founded was from the very first an order of penitents and apostles and francis himself was the superior of the order he it was who had written the rules of the order and had promised obedience to the pope he it was to whom the permission to preach was given and through whom the others participated therein it is certain that the first six brothers had the same right as francis to receive new members into the order but the new members were taken to portiuncula there to receive the robe of penitence from francis himself this reception into the brotherhood was regarded as equivalent in weight to the old-time conversio of the orders of monkhood by it one left the world with its pomp and glory as a sign of this the supplicant gave his possessions to the poor again from the very first francis had liked to have his brothers about him as much as possible when the first disciples were sent out on their mission journeys he had accordingly arranged the time statuto termino when they should all again meet at portiuncula later there were arranged once for all two such terms in the year when all the brothers should meet at portiuncula at pentecost and on the feast of st michael september twenty ninth of these two meetings or as they were called using an expression from the older days of convent life chapters pentecost chapter was the most important then all the brothers came together and discussed how best they should maintain the rule they held a feast in frugality and joy after which francis preached his admonitiones or admonitions which will be spoken of later evidently originated at these chapter meetings they explained perhaps a text from the sermon on the mount or sentences such as for he that will save his life shall lose it i am not here to be served but to serve he who doth not renounce all that he possesseth cannot be my disciple most often the most willingly he spoke on his favorite theme reverence for the sacrament of the altar and the reverence for priests which flows from it sometimes he would have the brothers kiss the head of the horse a priest rode on and always have peace in your hearts you who come to bring others peace if therefore any disciple felt disturbed by temptations he went to the master and took him into his confidence and none went away uncomforted to the last francis undertook the choosing of preachers whom he afterwards sent to the various mission districts or provinces as the expression became later in this choosing he was led only by considerations of the fitness of the one recommended and sent out lay brothers as willingly as priests with all his overflowing fatherly heart he finally blessed them all and two by two they went off gladly into the world 
like strangers and like pilgrims without other burden than the books they needed to say their office out of francis's always strongly personal preaching at these meetings often approached the poetical this passage from one of his admonitions unmistakably recalling the church monday thursday hymn ubi caritas et amor deus ebiest may in this connection be cited here where charity is and wisdom is is neither fear nor ignorance where patience is and humility is is neither unquiet nor anger where poverty is and joy is is neither cupidity nor covetousness where the fear of the lord stands at the door the evil enemy cannot enter where compassion is and prudence is is neither waste nor hardness of heart like all model christians francis turned with special devotion to the blessed virgin and mother of god mary and troubadour as he was he sang one of his most beautiful lauds in praise of all the virtues with which the blessed virgin was adored and which should be the ornaments of all holy souls hail queen wisdom he cries the lord save thee with thy sister holy pure simplicity lady holy poverty the lord save thee with thy sister holy humility the lord save thee with thy sister holy obedience all you most holy virtues may the lord from whom you proceed and come save you holy wisdom confounds satan and all his wickednesses pure holy simplicity confounds all the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of the flesh holy poverty confounds all cupidity and avarice and the cares of this world holy humility confounds pride and all men of this world and all things which are in the world holy charity confounds all diabolical and carnal temptations and all carnal fears holy obedience confounds all corporal and carnal wishes and keeps the body mortified to the obedience of the spirit and to the obedience of its brother and makes man subject to all men of this world and not only to men but even to all animals and beasts from this praise of all virtues which inevitably reminds one of giotto's exaltation of the holy obedience the holy chastity and the holy poverty in the frescoes over the grave of st francis in assisi the poet takes his flight up to the throne of the purest virgin hail holy lady most holy queen mary mother of god who art a virgin for ever chosen from heaven by the most holy father whom he consecrated with the most holy beloved son and the paraclete spirit in whom was and is all plenitude of grace and all good hail his palace hail his tabernacle hail his house hail his vesture hail his handmaid hail his mother and all you holy virtues which by grace and illumination of the holy ghost you may pour into the hearts of the faithful and may you make out of the faithless ones men faithful to god after having ended such a song of praise to mary taken as the christian ideal it may have been that francis cried out we friars minor what are we other than god's singers and players 
who seek to draw hearts upward and to fill them with spiritual joy to play good people into heaven to sing before everyone's door about the beauty and delight of serving the lord this francis had tried personally in assisi and he assigned the same troubadour's ways to his brothers do you not know dearest brother he asked brother giles that holy contrition and holy humility and holy charity and holy joy make the soul good and happy there were many who in st francis of assisi's time did not know this and therefore god's singers joculatores dei went out into the world to sing this into the hearts of men from the beginning the chapter meetings were thus practically gatherings for mutual edification the order had no other organization and what was there to organize they carry neither purse nor bag with them on their way neither bread nor money in their belt not shoes on their feet they have no churches no convents no fields nor vineyards nor animals nor houses nor property nor where they can harbor their heads they use neither fur nor linen but only woolen habits with hoods neither cap nor cape nor overgarment nor any other raiment if any one asks them to a meal they eat and drink what is set before them if anything is given them for pity nothing is kept for the next day and not only by their words but by their holy life and perfect way of life they draw many of all classes to despise the world to leave house and home and great possessions and put on the habit of the friar's minor which is a plain tunic and a rope around the waist for men who lived thus many laws and regulations were not necessary do the larks need more than a drink of water out of the spring and the food they can gather in the fields to again fly up into the sky and sing the praise of god so exultingly that all must stop and look upwards therefore brother francis loved also above all birds the bird which in everyday language is called the crested lark and he said of it sister lark has a hood like us and is an humble bird for it goes willingly along the wayside and finds a grain of corn for itself its plumage is of the same color as the earth and is an example to us that we shall not have fine and colored clothes but simple and plain but when they fly upwards they praise god so devoutly like good brothers of our order whose life is in the heavens and whose pleasure is always in glorifying god this happy unconfined bird life could not be forever more and more joined the brotherhood and not only young men came to them but women too married and unmarried even married men came it was possible to help the young unmarried woman they were told to enter a convent and one of the brothers undertook temporarily to guide them and help them but old married men came and said we have wives from whom we cannot separate teach us how to live and they too must be looked after but in what way the movement francis had awakened 
bid fair to mount over his head he did not like his brothers to have the superintendence of nuns i am afraid the devil will give us sisters around our necks in place of the wives we have given up for the sake of god he may have said and in canara he himself had to restrain his hearers zeal all wished to follow him men and women married and unmarried the whole population of the village be not too hasty he advised them i will think over what i can advise you for your salvation the progress of the order brought great difficulties with it francis on the one hand could only rejoice at the numbers of his army but on the other hand he had no place to harbor them in his net like that of the apostles was ready to tear under the too rich draught of fishes the rules of the order he in his time with few and simple words had written would answer for wandering evangelists and musicians but would not suffice for nuns and still less for married people a flock of larks francis would willingly undertake to guide or to lead the wild birds always gladly obeyed him but men in the ranks of citizens and maidens longing for the convent life tame useful beings and mystic doves that cooed in the mountain clefts of tabor or of carmel how should he simplex at idiota the simple and foolish give them rules of life or laws involuntarily francis looked for a helping hand it was nearer to him than he thought it was stretched out white well kept and strong adorned with the bishop's amethyst ring stretched out to his help by the nephew of innocent the third the bishop of ostia and velatri cardinal ugoline end of book three chapter four